Welcome to Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Montoya McGowan, and this is where we give entrepreneurs and other clinicians and service providers the space and the conversations to be their authentic selves and to find out what works for them. Um, today I have, well, actually every time I'm like, I have a special guest, every guest is special. <laughs> so my guest today, we have known each other for over 20 years. Um, we have been family for over 20 years. We've been friends for over 20 years. And one thing that I'm grateful for with this relationship is it's like a true friendship that has has ups and downs, downs and ups, twists and turns, but we have made a decision to figure it out. We've had to figure out like what our friendship styles are, even like have the tough conversations to talk about it and then find common ground because the relationship is just that important. And we allow each other to have relationships with other people too. Absolutely. So introduce yourself. Well, hello, uh, I'm Tammy Groves. Um, I am the owner and founder of uh, TGT Art, which is a boutique art studio um, that caters to art, design, photography, and paint parties. Um, yeah, I have a corporate job too, but my passion is um, in all things creative, so yeah. Okay. Our topic today is how art can help you heal faster from heartache. <clears throat> um, I looked up some statistics. Uh, in a study that was done, 70 cent, there was a 71% decrease in feelings of anxiety and 73% decrease in feelings of depression for um, the participants that they evaluated uh, in this study. And so I was thinking about how helpful art is. Um, so the easiest way to explain depression and anxiety, so depression is when you are excessively worrying about the past to the point where it affects you to be able to be in the present. Anxiety is when you are excessively worrying about the future to the point to where it keeps you from being in the present. Um, when people come to therapy and we talk about depression and anxiety, I help them understand that oftentimes the issue with that is there's a disconnect because our brains can go forwards and backwards and present, but our bodies can only do one. So when there's a disconnect in our thoughts and our feelings and our body's like, what are we doing? Which causes us to be in a state of um, like just turmoil on a regular basis. So tell us how art helps with that. Sure. Um, so art is one of those things that forces you to be in the present moment now. Um, because your attention is drawn to whatever it is that you're creating, whether it be a painting or you're doing some kind of um, some other type of creative process like making jewelry, uh, maybe graphic design, you know, any kind of creative process that would classify as art. It keeps you in that present moment. So you're not really thinking about the past. You're not really focusing on the future. You're just in that moment, um, in the current moment. So 
<clears throat> I remember some years ago, I think you told me or you showed me some art from when you were in the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> And you told me about how impactful your seventh grade art teacher was. And I think it was around the time where you were like in a place of trying to figure out what should I be doing for me? Because you were momming, you were doing so many different things. And it's almost like you was like scrambling to try to find something that was yours. And I was on the outside looking at that. And before I knew it, like, you had soared and made a business out of it. Mm -hmm. How did that get started for you? Uh, yeah, so um, funny thing is a lot of my friends from my childhood often remember me as being creative. Really? And I have no recollection of that <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, you like, I was? Yeah. But um, so anyway... You know, art for me was always, like, my happy place. Um, once, you know, um, well, l let me back up just a bit. So um, you mentioned in my early adult life um, when I shared those pieces with you, what it helped me to do is to reconnect to a joy that I experienced mm -hmm. in my childhood in those creative moments. Because at some point I put it down um, when I went to college because, of course, back then mom was like, you know, that's a hobby. You got to get a job. And so I took that and I went with it and I got, you know, established in my career or whatever. And then I got married, had kids. So life was just going on and I was moving through life. Well, life was moving, moving me along. Um, and so pulling those pieces of art that I, um, out that I had created in my childhood helped me to reconnect with the joy that I experienced then. It also made me aware of how um, we try to create. Pause for a second. Cut this out of there, please. <laughs> He's not going to cut it. You better cut this out of there. <laughs> I've been emotional. <laughs> yeah. But I... Um, Let me tell you why you're getting emotional. Okay. Because... The body keeps score. Our body keeps score with the good and the bad. And as you're talking about it and you're remembering it, your body is almost remembering it as if it was yesterday. So that's why art is very important if it's something that brings you joy because your body keeps score even with joy. It's funny that you say that because um, art in my childhood for me was the escape. It was the happy place. I had a rather traumatic childhood. Um, and so the art for me was the escape. It was the refuge and the happy place. It was safe. It was safe. It was where I could go to and I could, um, I could share everything. And nobody, you know, I could share it all on canvas, um, in watercolors, with acrylics, whatever. But I could share my story, my feelings, my thoughts. I could share them all there without judgment. And so it's a release, at least it was for me. Mm -hmm. And um, then as an adult um, experiencing you know, life just has ups and downs. That's just how it is. But experiencing some of those 
downs in my adult life and then reconnecting to my art, it 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 found its way back to me. Mm. So we were finding, art and me were finding each other at the same time. And so basically um, what I discovered is art, what I rediscovered was that place, that happy place, that sense of joy, that sense of um, well-being that came from that. And so um, when I reconnected with it and as each uh, each new moment presented itself, it was just an opportunity to feel better again and then again and again. And so then it just kind of blossomed into that. And then, you know, I wanted to share that with everybody because I felt like, like I found something that was worth <laughs> uh, sharing and it, it helped me. And so that's kind of, um, that's what I profess, preach, teach, share in any, with anybody that will listen is... Mm-hmm. Art heals. It healed me it, through every major um, obstacle that I have encountered in my life. I was watching a video um, about this guy who was experiencing some some mental health issues, and he was experiencing anxiety. Uh, I, I can't remember if he said he was experiencing some depression, but he ended up going to see someone, and they told him that he also had OCD. I struggle with OCD. And so um, he said that he was trying to find something that could help him, like, be in his body, be with himself and not so focused on um, outside stuff. And so he said one day somebody called him and they said, hey, I heard art helps. And so he was like, what? Art? You should start painting. So he said that day he went to the store he bought supplies. He had no idea what he was buying and no idea what he was doing. And he said every day since then he has found time to do some kind of art. And he eventually ended up um, creating a foundation that teaches people how to like, this video was like, he gave everybody a shoe and he had a whole bunch of like different art supplies and stuff. And they had to use the shoe to um like create what your life has looked like just mm. by using this shoe and it was interesting to see the different things that people came up with so my whole reason for telling you that was do you remember the day where you was like I'm gonna go and buy me um something to paint with I actually I do um so um I had this was in my 20s I was, this was after I had put it away for a while. Um, I, you know, found that um, portfolio of stuff that I had from my, um, you know, uh, junior high and high school years. And then, um, so I just remember one day I was feeling really sad. And I can't remember, I want to say I watched this Wayne uh, Wayne Dyer snippet video. This lady was doing some art and how, it was something she used to do and she loved so much. And I just made a decision in that moment. I was like, you know what? I need to paint again. I, I remembered how I felt. And I was like, I need to paint again. And I remember going to uh, Michael's and buying this big, huge canvas. And I drew this daisy. Um, well, I, I painted this daisy that was in a vase. A single daisy, kind of uh, just loosely done. But I just remembered that that was like 
um, that was the point of everything. Like it was a before mm-hmm. Tammy the artist, and then there's Tammy the artist. And that piece, that one particular piece, which my mom has, oh. um, that piece was the pivotal point for me. And, so and it's that, like before the Daisy and after the Daisy. Yep, exactly. Mm. So, and it's just been um, one. Uh, one foot in front of the other through the whole process. And it just seems like uh, the more that I, um, the, the, the more steps that I take, the momentum increases, the more opportunities roll out. It's just, I just go with it. Mm. Okay. Um, so how has art helped you with dealing with matters of the heart? Mm. Okay. So as anybody who may or may not have gone through divorce knows divorce is really hard, not only for you individually, but for you um, in your family, because you're basically changing the structure that you have worked so hard to create. So for me, um, the divorce process, uh, four years now, and I'm still like processing through it. It's uh, a grief. Yeah, it's a transition through grief. Yeah, but I um, I used art. Um, I put into practice the things I tell people, and I mean it was real easy for me because I just believe what I say. But I started um, actually processing through the divorce before I actually got a divorce. I know that probably sounds, but I could see like the relationship and how things were straining and then eventually breaking but part of me um processing through those emotions those feelings those thoughts not really knowing what to do with them um i i painted through the entire process and i want to say i painted probably about 27 pieces uh through that and i named that the purge which was this purging Mm. of all of my emotions and my feelings and it's so interesting because the very um early paintings in that series were very abstract very uh they were all emotions and what it was was just about getting it out out of me out of my head out of my heart finding a place to put it where it could be and it could live and I could feel that and then just allowing myself in those moments and as the paintings progressed they got a little more defined and with a little more clarity but you can really see the journey mm-hmm. of my divorce through those paintings from a point of processing things to kind of putting things in their place and then finding joy and finding opportunity for growth after that so I wanted to How'd you know to do that? Uh, I mean, art was always what I went to. It was the thing that I needed for clarity. It was the thing I needed for peace, for joy. So in a place in my life when everything was not joyful, it was all topsy-turvy. And then I worried about um, the relationships with the kids. There's a painting um, in that series called Ripple Effect that I had done. Mm Um, and basically it, it was like a drop in the bucket, like the things that we do as we're looking to, at least this was my interpretation of, of it, the things that we do, um, the actions that we take, things that we say, they have such a broader 
um, effect on people. And so um, even though I felt like in the moment I was doing something that was better for me, I could at the same time see how that was impacting everybody around me, including uh, my ex. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was a difficult time, but I don't think that I would be nearly um, where I am now emotionally had I not gone through that process. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't like advocate for divorce, but I would say that for me, because we got married so young that when we finally, um, ended it, like it was a gift for a different chapter that I needed to have and that I needed to experience. And I've shared this with other people before because I thought he was responsible for my happiness. I didn't know it was an inside job. I didn't know I was supposed to do it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but if I stayed in that relationship, I, I never would have had to learn that. And we're friends now, um, which is a gift, but we both needed that space to be independent and become individuals and grow. Mm -hmm. And so um, I didn't really realize until maybe the past few years how much it really affected um, my kids. And I think it was because I was so focused on trying to make sure that I'm good so that they could be good. But I didn't realize the magnitude of, like what you said, the ripple effect. And so now I'm just like, that was my best. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's all you can do is show up uh, as the best person that you can in that moment. And that'll fluctuate um, throughout time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that was painful because um, me, I'm an empath. So I feel things a different way than a lot of people do. And so trying to process through my own heartbreak, heartache, grief, and all of that, and then carrying and experiencing that of the kids, where well, I had to have an outlet because it was hard. So, What yeah. does it mean for you to be an empath? Um, like, what does it look like for you? I just have a greater sensitivity to everything around me. Um, meaning um, a greater sensitivity to the way people feel. Uh, sometimes the things that they don't say, uh, lots of times I can pick up on that um, and I internalize that. I carry that with them and it makes me kind of a people pleaser or um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about that a lot. Yes. <clears throat> Quite a bit. <laughs> and and some of it is because we've learned as little people how to start to be attuned to other people and attuned to our environment, pay attention to who's doing what and what can we do to try to help keep the peace. And so we get so good at paying attention to what others need that we actually don't start to realize what we need. And I've told people one of the things that has made me and a lot of my friends really great psychotherapists is because we don't need feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> feelings are for suckers anyway. 
<laughs> Most people that are empaths or codependent ignore their own. We don't have time for feelings. Feelings will hold you up. I need to know what you need and are you okay and what do you need and are you okay so we can move on to the next thing. I could put my feelings on the back burner. But then um, I also found that it's easier for people to take advantage of us and we don't realize it until we're halfway through the process because they know we don't do feelings. And because we have not paid attention to what we need first, like first, first, then people have figured out how to push your buttons, how to push and pull you. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? So when you finally get a chance to sit with yourself and sit in your feelings, you're like, wait a minute, I feel like I'm being made a fool out of. But you already signed for the car, so it's too late. Correct. <laughs> and to add to that, it's not always that you don't have feelings or you put your you just prioritize somebody else's feelings over your own. True. And so then you just take care of everything and everybody else and you worry about you later. And then basically what you do is you build up a, a reservoir of all of these suppressed feelings that you have. So yeah, and we're great at crisis management. Like, Correct. we're crisis management project coordinators. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> we can do all of the crisis management. Like, we can sit here and be like, hmm, yeah, I know what needs to be done in, like, five seconds. But when it comes to us, we're like, I'm like, Tammy, what should I do? <laughs> like, girl, you done told 20 people what they should do. Why you don't know this already? Mm -hmm. Because we struggle with being in our bodies. We struggle with being with ourselves. And sometimes when you're in the eye of the storm, you need other people to help you see gaps. That's why I really do try to be very authentic, especially with, my, with the circle that I have and try my very best to be um honest and be present for them because I know the time is coming where I'm going to need that too so I'm in my mind that's an investment of my of my energy and my soul into those people and giving them the best of me because I'm the one to believe in the law of attraction and if I've given it I'm definitely going to get it yeah so. um when you said honesty being honest I thought about how has art helped you be honest with yourself <laughs> tell the stories, the secrets that I have not been able to tell. Oh, you could do that in art. Yes, yes. Because nobody knows what you're writing, what you're doing. Only you know. Correct. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, in that uh, series that I told you about, The Purge, that I did after the divorce, there was a painting. I want to say it maybe it was about the fourth or fifth one, but um, it was abstract but it looked like flames. It looked like things were, it, it just looked like a lot of fire. It was intentional for that. Mm. Um, and um, so basically I, the thought behind that as I was painting it, and just the FYI, I, I, when I'm painting, I use more than just my paintbrush. A lot of times when I'm in these abstract feeling type of paintings where mm -hmm. I'm really trying to, put my soul onto the canvas, I'll use my hands because that's the way that, I don't know, it's a, it's a different level of connection. But anyway, so with that one, I realized um, sometimes you've got to go through 
this painful experience. You've got to basically destroy everything that was before so whatever's new can emerge. Mm. And it was interesting at the time that I painted that, there was a story that was uh, I remember seeing uh, about some wildfires and um, it had destroyed um, a lot of, uh, you know, property or whatever, but they came upon this one little thing that was standing in the midst of all the ashes, and it was like this vase that had been burned to I don't know what, but it was still standing. It was in perfect condition. And so it was kind of symbolic that, you know, the vase had already been through a whole lot. It has to be it has to be uh, cooked and baked and cooked and baked at these high temperatures. In order so for when, it to become a vase. To, in order to become a vase. Okay. And so <clears throat> then it withstood it with no problem. So and so that was kind of the thing. There was a little bit of analogy there in that, you know, I've gone through all of this stuff and you sometimes you have to destroy what looks like is the circumstantial self, but you rise through that through the ash the true beauty of who you are comes through so as i hear you talk about art um i'm being reminded of how i used to say that i'm not an artistic person everybody is i i disagree but that was because i was so limited in my thinking in what it means to be artistic it for me it meant you got to know how to draw or paint no so when you do paint parties and there's people in there who have never painted before, what do you tell them? Um, I basically I'm gonna I'm gonna help you to get this to the at the end. I'm gonna help you to create this masterpiece. You just gotta follow the steps, but the steps are synonymous with this bigger way of thinking about things. It's about being present in the moment. It's about expressing and and following. Uh, things that feel joyful to you. So it may not be painting. For you, it may be writing. It's writing for me. Right. And for for him, it may be um, doing video videography. For her, it may be um, doing yoga, or it could be cooking, or um, sewing, or whatever the case may be. It's just a, a, an opportunity for you to express and to create something that wasn't there before you. That that process of creating, I think, is what connects us uh, to what is divine in us. Mm -hmm. It's that connection that we have in that moment, because he created us, and so... Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm also like my, my brain is going like a mile a minute, but I'm thinking about how our thoughts, um, like our thoughts are energy and uh, energy never dies. Never. So we have to give our thoughts a place to go to keep them from ruminating and getting stuck in the vibrations of us. Mm -hmm. So art is a way for you to give your thoughts energy um for me writing in my journal and i like to have my journal like in wide open places so nobody looks for <laughs> <laughs> and in my journal i can tell secrets i can say whatever it is that i want to say but i never thought about using art as a way to display it without anybody knowing that that's what you're displaying. Yeah, I have even started canvases before I actually put anything, any 
paint or brush on the canvas itself, and I'll write out stuff. I've written prayers. I've written affirmations. I've written plans that I have. Um, so it's a place not only for the visual storytelling or the visualization of whatever the 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 messaging is or the the output or the feelings or the thoughts or whatever. Uh, it's more than just a visual. It can be whatever you choose for it to be. The same way with like cooking, like people. You know, cook. They may grow their own tomatoes to make this great, wonderful salsa or something. They're putting so much into it. It, it just is not limited to just what they see at the end. There's so many aspects of putting into it, putting yourself into it. Mm. Hmm. What do people need to know about um, if they're thinking about? Like, how do I get this out of me? Like, do I do I need to go to YouTube and look at how to mix colors? Do I need to go to, like, read some blogs on what I need as far as, like, what tools I need? Like, what do you tell somebody who's like, I need to do something to get this out, but I don't know how to get started? Start small. Do something every day. Um, your art, your creativity is a muscle just like these your biceps it's a muscle and so you got to start small you got to exercise it and you've got to grow your source of information and how you develop is going to be unique from person to person so if you have access um, you know to YouTube or to art instructors or you have uh, the opportunity to take classes or you have access to people that are that are gifted in those areas reach out to them I don't think there was like a one-stop shop plan um, for everybody, for anybody, I think it's just whatever is available to you. And the thing of it is, too, is um, there's not a single path from A to B. There are a million paths to get from A to B. And like life. Just like life. Mm. What do you think about art not being a part of schools anymore? That makes me really sad. Um, because everybody is not on a trajectory to go to college and be this, you know, be that. It, it art, art is an opportunity for people to explore. Uh, it's an opportunity for people to explore themselves, to explore um, uh, dialogue not only with other people but with themselves mm. is an opportunity for self-expression and to me it's the basis for everything else that we build on mm-hmm. um so it, it again going back to what we said before it allows you to be present in the moment so it's that taking away the depression taking away anxiety and just being here in the now that's that we're losing that aspect and then we're losing um, the ability to connect the tools that are needed that, that go with that. There's a whole growth that happens in those elementary, early ages, young adult ages, where this is critical for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said everybody's not on a trajectory to go to college, which is perfectly fine. We need to have more opportunities. And this, this doesn't just extend to, to art. This extends to far past that from an educational perspective. But I think that um, we're doing so many um, changes to the curriculum that we're taking out so many critical parts the from a human, part. human aspect. It's not just about all of this. 
we are a, we are a whole being, and we've got to be well in our entire um, well-being, in our entire self. And I think that art uh, is one of those. But it just makes, to me, if, if we cultivate um, a sense of appreciation for art and music and everything else that once was, I just remember taking home ec and learn how to sew and all that kind of stuff in school. I don't know that they teach that stuff anymore. I don't know that they teach it either. I remember too, when you were talking, I was, um, I remember being in art class and I'm thinking to myself as you're saying, it teaches you how to like expand. I never got comfortable with expanding. I use straight lines. Um, I never got comfortable with doing abstract stuff. Mm -hmm. And now as I'm talking, I wonder if that's why I love abstract art. Probably so. You're reconnecting to something that you didn't, that you weren't able to connect to before. I wasn't able to give myself permission to, to draw circles or just lines going everywhere. It needed to have structure because that's what made me feel most comfortable. Mm. So I, I love abstract art. Mm -hmm. It like it, it speaks to my spirit, um, especially if there's a lot of different colors. If it's a painting of something or someone, I probably won't buy it because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I need abstract. Mm -hmm. Abstract makes me feel free. You know why? Because it's not defined for you. You get to define what it means to you. Yeah. You get to define how it feels to you. That's why I love art. And that is one of the reasons why actually I love um, abstract art more than anything else is because you define it as the artist, as the, as the lover of the art, as the perceiver of the art, as the viewer of the art. You get to decide all of that. At what point did you say... I wonder if somebody wants to buy this from me. You know, it's lovely when people do. And don't get me wrong, I really want them to. But at first, I was trying, you know, earlier when I really decided to make a career out of this, I had some time where I focused on that and creating art that I felt like other people loved. That's a hard work. Mm -hmm. And that is painful work, too, because you're not authentic. You're not yourself in that. You're, you're trying to create what you think other people love. Mm -hmm. It's just like back to being a people pleaser, which is why I think I love art so much. Cause I, it was, you get to just be you. You get to narc out with your stuff. And I got to a place where I was really comfortable <clears throat> with doing. I wanted to create pieces that I love. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create pieces that that expressed or made me feel joy or a depth that I have not felt before. Mm -hmm. It made me kind of reach for something outside of myself, greater than myself, but it was still a part of who I was. Yeah. And so um, something happened where I just, and, and honestly, I do commission pieces, but I don't really like to do them as much as I like to just create from my heart. And what I've discovered is in being authentic in creating from here, it resonates with people here. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to resonate with everybody, but the person who's supposed to get it, who um, 
the person who loves it is the person it's intended for. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I've just resolved myself that I'm okay with that, and that's that's my target audience. It's the per- whoever loves it, that's my audience for that. Mm. I'm not trying to create stuff for the masses. I'm trying to be true to who I am. I'm trying to tell my story, share my um, share my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts and my perceptions of things, and I'm trying to share with people how how art has helped me, how it saved me, and how if it can do it for me, and I'm, you know, I'm just like you, it can help you too. So that's that's how I try to move in the world mm. with regards to art. So, you know, one of the things that we um, talk about here is giving people the, per- the permission to figure out who they are and how they want to do business and do it and do it the way they feel most comfortable because that's when you're happiest. I've told people that every last one of my clients, I look forward to seeing them. I I am happy that they are coming to see me because I can relate, I can be myself, I can laugh, I can giggle. A couple of days ago, I snorted. <laughs> and I could not stop. And my client was so happy that they made me snort. And I was like, I can't believe you did that. But, um, and it's okay to laugh. It's okay to cry. But I was telling one of uh, my supervisees that be yourself because you will attract the people that you're supposed to attract to. There are people that are assigned to us in life. There are people that are assigned to our voices in life. And that made me think about like your pieces. Before you even created them, the reason why you chose to create them, like it's already assigned to somebody. And you just continuing to go along like step by step with whatever it is that you're led to do it gets to this person, they're like, oh, my God. Like, my favorite, you know, I told you my favorite painting. Yes. You got to tell, <laughs> you got to talk about that. So, my favorite painting. It brings painting, me joy every time I hear the story. I have it up in my living room, and it's over my bar. And um, I had went to um, a place called Onsite. And I was there for uh, like a week. I think it was for like seven days. And we did a psychodrama session. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know if I told you this part. Okay. But a part of the psychodrama session, you had to pull out colors. And some kind of way with the colors, um, it ended up being that I'm led to orange because orange makes me feel safe. Orange is a combination of red and yellow. Orange is a color where people that care for me, they are the ones that stand in the gap. Just like, hey, you might want to slow down. Well, girl, stop that. Don't do that. So it's God's way of showing protection for me. Hmm. So the color orange, I'm drawn to orange because it makes me feel protected. It makes me feel safe. It makes me feel cared for. So your painting has lots of orange in it. And it has some yellow in there, too. But the reason why I loved it so much is because 
I could tell that you had you had painted over something else. And I was like, I want that. Because she recreated something, and this is beautiful, but I can tell that there's something else under it. It's so funny. I'm, I love this story, and thank you for those new nuggets. I appreciate that. Um, the crazy part is I had painted something that was beautiful, but like I told you, I follow like what's in here, and I woke up uh, one morning with this desire to paint over it. Mm. And so that's what that's you just confirmed for me yet again, like when you do what you do from here, you're following this. It's going to touch people where it's supposed to. One of my um, one of my friends, she actually say when you what you do from the what comes from the heart reaches the heart. Ooh. And that that just um, embodied mm -hmm. that for me. So and our hearts are assigned to people, but it may not be a lifelong assignment. Mm. One other thing too that you said about the orange and how that feel that um, that's protection and people standing in the gap for you. It's interesting uh, your thoughts on that because orange in a design world symbolizes creativity. Mm. And so what what I am taking from this is you're creating. The reason you're drawn to orange potentially could be because you're drawing in that protection meaning that you're creating that you're creating this space of safety for yourself it's just the symbolism of that. yeah just and when i feel safe i feel creative mm -hmm. when i feel connected and cared for it's like my brain i can i can put out a lot of stuff mm -hmm. comfortably without judging myself mm -hmm. or talking myself out of it yeah. um so that's why your painting is so special to me thank i love you. it so much thank you thank you thank you i'd be devastated if something happened to it yeah um do you have any other things that you would like to share um i made a couple of notes i'm okay. gonna make sure i covered everything uh yeah um, I think pretty much everything. Um, I would encourage people to just explore whatever artistic endeavor um, that they desire, whether it be learning how to play an instrument, picking up a paintbrush, coloring. Um, oh, I love writing. Coloring. Yeah. Um, and whatever your happy space is, just reconnecting with that finding time and making time. Um, How do you find or make time? Yeah, this is part of the struggle. Okay. <laughs> uh, as a person who had who is managing two things, I actually have a, um, I work in corporate America and, and this is my passion project, which is really more of my life than anybody would ever know. Mm -hmm. um, but, Making time is a difficult thing, but I say all that to say we make time for what we want to. So um, if your well-being is important to you, you make time for it. And for me, art is well-being. So. You're going to make time for it. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm so happy that you came. Mm -hmm. I hope that this conversation sparks 
something in someone um, or remind them of something that was once important to them and finding ways to get back to that. Uh, this season right now is the season of the blues. And so this is where people start to struggle with mm -hmm. seasonal depression. This is where people start to um, get quiet. <clears throat> um, the routines of um, transition and holidays and stuff, you know, relationships have ended and people are looking for somebody to share pajamas with, matching pajamas with. <laughs> Share matching pajamas with you. <laughs> Do we get to take a picture? <laughs> um, so, you know, this is the time now where people can start to think about and planning ahead, having scripts, things to tell people so you don't feel guilty or get caught off guard for how you're going to respond to somebody saying, oh, why are you under that tree by yourself? Because it's my tree. <laughs> That's why. Mm -hmm. Um matching pajamas with the dogs that's mm -hmm. that's hey that's my new thing that's what we do mm -hmm. and just being comfortable with transitions but finding ways to stay connected um where can people find you um so you can find me on facebook uh as tammy groves thornton um i'm on instagram as uh i am tgt art and also on what's the other media yeah, Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, there too. Are you on TikTok? Yeah, but yeah. For personal reasons. I don't post that much. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get better. That's that time management thing. I got a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to decide like on maybe one or two platforms and share on those if that's where your target audience yeah. is until you can pay somebody to do those things for you because it takes a lot of energy to post to social media. Correct. It does. If somebody's interested in getting you to host a paint party for them, how does that work? Um, just reach out to me, um, uh, TGT Art, um, TGT Art Parties on Facebook or just Tammy Gross Thornton. I'm available. Um, and most of my clientele has come by way of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So it works for me. Yay, so. that's good. Do you do private sessions? I do, I do. Um, uh, with expressive arts therapy, you're meaning? Like where people, yeah. Know. Somebody's yeah. like, teach me. Absolutely. Or I need to have a session and get some stuff out. Show me how to get started. Absolutely. So as a creative, I have multiple services, which is not just painting, but uh, photography. So I, like I've mentioned, I got a boutique uh, studio uh, of services um, that include art design and photography as well as the paint party. So. And you've been an entrepreneur for a long time, like before it was cool to be an entrepreneur. I remember you had T-shirts and stuff that you were selling with your art on it. I was like, wow, this seems magical. Like, how does one do some stuff like that? I just follow what is in my heart. And, like, whatever I get exposure to, this is why I try to teach um, my kids all the time that you are where you're supposed to be. Like, you're not supposed to be further along. We beat ourselves up for that. But wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. So in that moment where that came to me with the um, T-shirts the and the, the connection with the, the vendor that I worked with, which uh, was a woman, um, locally, uh, who was amazing. Um, 
but you just wherever you are is where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. you know just, just go with the flow whatever feels like it's the right thing to do pay attention to the way things feel if it feels right go with it mm-hmm. if it doesn't don't right so yeah i've been doing it for yeah but it's like breathing like doing art creating art making stuff it's like taking a breath mm. i can only not take a breath for a short period of time before I'm gasping for air. It's the same way. Like, exists. where's my paintbrush? Yes, same Somebody way. Somebody just pissed me off. I'm about to paint this out. <laughs> you might get cussed out. No. <laughs> my, my journal is full of cuss words. Like, my journal is only really for when I get mad. I have to be really mad to journal. So, I, I'm thinking in my head, like, when you get really mad, you're just like, I'm going to paint this. But I need it. It's it doesn't even really come in that emotion. It's mm. just like when the world and everything is just here and it's like I got all these demands and all this stuff and it feels like so much pressure. This is pressure. I need a way you to, need release to release the and, pr- and be in the moment. And that's what does it for me. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I wanna say this too because I think this is kind of Art is one aspect of it, but I think that our well-being, um, there are multiple avenues uh, to that, and I think they all come through our senses. So with art is a visual, it's, it's the way that you take in things from the outside, art being the most strong, in my opinion, for me, mm-hmm. but also creating a space where you nourish the other senses. So senses of smell, things that smell good to you, music that... Um, you know, feels good to you. And I'm not talking about, you know, bump, bump, bump. I'm just talking about stuff that really, like, in your soul makes you feel. You sound like a mama when you said that. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a mama. <laughs> I didn't wreck it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you need to, your well-being, um, you you nurse that through all of your uh, yeah. senses. So yeah. I agree. I agree. The smell, taste, feel, hear, um, touch, like this. Yeah. The softness of that. Surrounding yourself with things that feel good to you in mm-hmm. every way possible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brittany, you have any questions? Would you like to add? Okay. <laughs> well, thank you all for taking time out of your day to spend time with us and um, to learn about ways that you can go back to um, the body keeping score with something that feels good for you. Um, be re- Remember to um, like, share, and subscribe to Bougie Black Therapist Podcast. You can also go to my website, stoppingthechase.com, where you can get some Bougie Boundaries merch. Hold it up. This way. This way. (laughs) (laughs) Bougie Boundaries merchandise. Um, And also, you can download uh, one of my free newsletters and also subscribe to my newsletters. They give you tips and suggestions, especially on how to make it through the next couple of months until the sun is back out. Until next time, thank you, Bougie Black Therapist Podcast.